you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's Marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? I hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to episode number 158 of the Dave Damashek Football Program. Available as always on iTunes and at NFL.com slash Sheck. S-H-E-K. Let's start kibitzing about the world of sports in general with my main man to my immediate right from NFL.com. It's Adam Rank. What's the poop, fella? Hey, boss. Thanks for having me. Big sure. day today. Uh, Thursday is when we're taping this, and uh, I'm still I'm still living in the glow of having something retweeted by Shawn Michaels of the WWE today. And uh, nothing, nothing bad can happen to me now. It's well, one of those things. You could uh, have a deep and abiding, you could come to be known publicly as someone who's a grown man who focuses a lot of time and energy in, as a spectator into WWE. That I wouldn't could. be good. That is good, actually. Oh, it is. All right. It's open See? doors. Yeah, I guess, uh, yeah, perception equals reality. That's what they say. So good for you, then, I guess. Thank you. And um, and also, well, here's a more good news for you. Like Rank says, it's Thursday night. Just finished up on NFL Network, the top 100 players of 2013. The latest 10 names just unveiled. Counting down 50 to 41. A couple surprises. One of kibitz about that. Then, of course, the recap show with Lindsey Rhodes, Warren Sapp, Mike Silver, and one Dave Damashek. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know why you're sitting here. Is what? that my main man? It's Charles Woodson. Chuck Woodson. That was my debut show. What are you? That was my debut appearance from uh, from uh, Mr. Heisman Trophy asking, what are you doing here? Yeah. You know? What are you? Seriously, what are you Well, doing? listen, I think what's been made clear when you watch this top 100 list is that we fans have uh, our opinions have more merit than the players who vote on it. It's mm-hmm. hokey. And Charles Woodson can take his shots at me all he wants. The fact of the matter is, look at this. At number 50, Richard Sherman. 
Richard right. Sherman is the 50th best. I certainly thought he would be the top-rated cornerback. Now, I think you could make a case for well, Darrell Revis, but I don't know about anybody ahead of Richard Sherman coming off of what happened in 2012, right? Well, no, and it's one of those things where it becomes a popularity contest. You can talk about when fans are given the chance to vote in, like, the MLB All-Star Game and things like that. And everybody complains, oh, the fans, it's a popularity contest. Obviously, the players are doing the same thing. Some players probably don't like Richard Sherman, don't like the way he conducts himself. It's so, of course, he's going he's to come in at number 50 because the players are just as petty as the fans. Uh, or the media who didn't let, for instance, Ted Williams, the the infamous thing that he didn't win the MVP the year he batted 400. By the way, before we continue with this conversation, let's say hello to our main man from all the way across the Atlantic Ocean. He's our resident Miami Dolphins fan here on the podcast. It's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank from England. Handsome from England. He's Handsome Hank from England. Handsome from England. He's Handsome Hank from England. Handsome from England. His name is. Hello, handsome. How are you? Very well indeed. Thank you, Dave. Good evening. Welcome to the welcome to the program. Yes, yeah. it's exciting to be here. We're breaking down this uh, the latest names of uh, of the on the top one hundred. Let me just tell you: from fifty, Richard Sherman; forty nine, well, Justin Houston. Well, wait, who is Justin Houston? <laughs> Before we He's get apparently there, a linebacker who, on the Chiefs. Right. How, what did he, the Kansas he, City what Chiefs. What did he do that, that, that is got this, him on this list? And you know what? And we always talk about this, too, about how the Chiefs had so many pro bowlers last right. year. And I think this is the second surprise Chief to be on this list right. where maybe the, the players are believing this. How good were the Chiefs supposed yeah, to be? That's the same thing they, I said last week about Tampa Bay. Why? How? In what universe can you have two Tampa Bay Buccaneers among the top, whatever it was, 56 names in the NFL when they were a complete bum team? Same thing exactly. goes for these Chiefs. But it's fine. And I, mean, it's fine. And I get Jamal Charles should be sure. on the list. There's a couple of guys yeah. from every team who, who are going to make this list, and I think don't think any of us should pretend that anything goes on other than they try and make sure there's a representative Representative from all 32 teams, but Justin Houston. By yes. the way, this guy? better better than Richard Sherman. Apparently, also better and than Ben Roethlisberger by a lot. Also better than Luke Keekley, who, by the way, is getting a lot of buzz from his own teammates so far, saying that he's the best linebacker in the league. Right. Well, so let me just uh, I'll, I'll share the rest of the list with you in case you missed it. At 48, you had Dwayne Brown, the left tackle of the Houston Texans. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I don't, unless you're an interior lineman, Warren Sapp can weigh in on whether or not Dwayne Brown is great. The players themselves, unless they're interior linemen, do not know who good linemen are. So I find that hokey when these guys... Well, how do they know? They, I they, think what they do is they, no. they have to attribute, like, Arian Foster's good. They have to attribute someone on the offensive line to the Texans. Who's the guy we've heard of? Dwayne Brown, bam, put him in there. I think if you play in the defensive secondary, too, and you get lit up by one of these linemen, because I remember when I was playing in high school and I was playing safety, <laughs> there is a guy who played for Norco who would always like Oh, me. come on. You think, would, you think yeah. Eric Decker knows who's a good offensive lineman Same. and isn't? No, they don't. They have no idea. You think they do? Pro- Eric Decker, somebody would... Have uh, a little bit of insight on guys in his own team, but yeah, I, I, but still, you know, this, it, that's the problem with all the players voting is they're not watching the games. You know, that's right. if some team does not play on Sunday night or Monday night or Thursday night on NFL Network, they're not watching these teams play because they're too busy getting prepared for their own game. So. A lot of that, you know, it's going to be word of mouth. It's going to be a popularity contest. It's going to be like, oh, I heard this guy was good. And the reputation builds, and you vote for him. 
Um, we, uh, by the way, Alfred Morris of the Redskins, who was number 64 on the list, is coming up in just a minute. I want to get his thoughts on being behind Doug Martin because of the co- over the course of the season, I think Alfred Morris had the superior year. So we'll get his thoughts on that and also how RG3 and the rest of the gang is shaping up there in D.C. Meantime, Cam Newton at 46. So he's 15 spots better than Ben Roethlisberger, the guy who has two rings on his fingers. Cam Newton, well, who's had go- two. That's fine. I mean, this he belongs on this in, list. It's going into 2013, I'm assuming. All right. So, I mean, Ben Roethlisberger mm-hmm. versus Cam Newton. Right now? Right now. You would rather have Ben Roethlisberger this season. You'd rather have Ben Roethlisberger. It depends. Do, do I want to have a, a statistically productive season, or do I want to take a run at the playoffs? Do, oh, I, yeah. want to, do I want to take a run at the Super Bowl? I mean, who, who, <laughs> Cam Newton is a, is better. If you put Cam Newton on the Steelers and Roethlisberger on the Panthers, you think that uh, you think Pittsburgh would be like, yeah, hey, we just improved – our uh, our shot at the Super Bowl this year, handsome yes. Hank. Do you think that? I I'm not sure that that would be the case. And the bad news for Cam is heading into his third season, he's on the slide. He's six spots lower than he was last year. <laughs> so we dear. can expect to find him in the 70s next. Plus week. Plus that kid in the commercials, we're going to replace exactly. him. So it's all sad. Shady McCoy at 45. I would take that kid over Roethlisberger. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, now now I'm starting to think you might be biased. Right. Wes Welker, <laughs> Eric Decker's uh, teammate, Eli Manning at 43. Why would Eli Manning be 43 and Rod? Roethlisberger, 61. Neither team made the playoffs. It's a, that seems like a weird thing. Is the assessment then among the players that Eli Manning is the guy who's more capable of winning big games? That seems like Wait, a weird thing. Wait, sorry, I, need to, I, I don't understand your argument. So you're saying any Eli Manning is 43. Play. No, I get it. But you're saying any quarterback that didn't make the playoffs is equal. Well, I, I yeah, because if we're going to then involve, because the tiebreaker then becomes body of work, right? Doesn't right. it? So is that Eli, not? Eli's won two Super Bowl MVP awards. Well, fine. So he's like, but but the, get, here are a couple names that we know are ahead of both those guys, right. both Eli and uh, Big Ben, Andrew Luck and RG three playoff team, mm-hmm. two playoff teams, two so playoff two, teams. So it, it fits right with your argument. They Carry played on. and they played and they've played uh, roughly sixteen games but a piece in their lives. In important. their lives, this is the most. It's so hard to try to, to seal I, up yeah. his continuity goose. <laughs> But we're giving, it, we're giving it a go. What's the what's the continuity good? Please, they played one year. That's the, they there, there's the not a there's That's not a yardstick. You, you can't compare one year to, to nine seasons of successful. Do you QB think in. if you took the Indianapolis Colts and you put in Eli Manning over Andy Luck right now, you think the Colts would say, you know what, we're better off. We're closer to the Super Bowl now than we were last year. That's a good question. That's a that's an interesting way of looking at it. Same thing with the Redskins. Hmm. I think that maybe not with Andrew Luck, but with RG three, yeah, I think that I think the Redskins would be better off with Eli Manning as their quarterback over RG three. It's interesting, yeah, maybe. I think I could make a pretty so compelling case. Ranking- so, I, what do we know about RG three? What was the talk all last year, in spite of the huge breakout and the the rookie of the year and everything else? Is boy, he's brittle. He can't play this way for for very long, or he's going to have a short shelf life in pro football. Well, he I missed, mean that, that that's still valid, isn't it? He missed one game during the regular season. I understand. And then, you know, and then you know what? If they and have then he a, collapsed on if, the field in a playoff game, if they have a competent uh, groundskeeper in in uh, at, well, whatever <laughs> that field what is named, <laughs> that field was terrible. Like All you right. don't think that the field played some impact on him going down like that? 
I, you know, I don't know, and I don't know if that reaches conspiracy, a conspiracy level theorizing. But it's I, not a conspiracy, but it's something. That I think ha- you make it. But your larger question is: Would the Colts prefer for one season, not for five seasons? Obviously, you'd rather have one of the youngsters Even for one season. for one season for twenty thirteen. Who's better positioned to make you a winner? Yeah, I would take Big Ben or Eli over RG three. Good luck to you. When it comes to the Colts, though, and Andrew Luck, I'm not sure about that You were right the one. first time. Haloti Nada is dynamite, and you saw that in the Super Bowl when he went out. He's at number 42. I think he, even though he fell 33 spots here, I think, uh, boy, he's he's dynamite. And you could tell that in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl. As soon as he went out, right. the rave, I mean, the uh, the Niners were unstoppable on the ground. They just gashed him. You removed Nada from that. He's the linchpin. I've said that for many moons now. Forget Ray Lewis. Ed Reed. Nada is the, is the irreplaceable Aloy piece. Nada as well is the one who hurt RG3, by the way. Oh, yeah, but that was fluky. It, was it just fluky, sort of banged I mean, in his leg. If it wasn't such a huge and then, of a man. And then here's your biggest surprise. Wait. Jason Witten at 41. I didn't think he was going to make the list at all because well, that's, that's the big thing that we've right. been talking about recently is the tight ends. Is Who's the elite tight end who's not going to make the list? Right. And we know here's Gonzalez Tony. does, it's and we know Witten does, and, they were and we know Gronk. Guesses. We know Gronk's going to make it right, right, and we know that uh, uh, we've seen Aaron Hernandez, we've seen Heath Miller, Dennis and Pitter, so and, of course and made so, it. I mean, obviously, yeah. and so we know Jimmy Graham is and, and Gates made it. So we know Jimmy Graham's going to be there. That means Vernon Davis, my main man, is not going to be on there. I cannot fathom the lack of respect that the league has for this guy. Wait, Vernon Davis hasn't been on this list, so he is going to be the guy. Yeah, I yeah, wow. I think we can Gotta do the be. math on that. So the Gronk is making it, and Jimmy Graham's not going to go right. from fifteen to off the no, list. No, no, no. So Vernon Jimmy Davis Graham probably makes it. That's loco. That's that. That is loco. Again, did the NFL players watch football, especially in January when their seasons ended? Did they just stop watching or something? How else could you justify Vernon Davis not being ranked in the top 100 players when two two playoffs ago he was the best player in the playoffs, and then last year he had another gangbusters run through January on his way to the Super Bowl? That's that. Uh, Here's another question. That's crazy. It's crazy. It is nuts. All right. Listen, here's another thing before uh, Black Tie there calls up um, calls up Alfred Morris. Real quick, a thought I have because uh, because this is the time of the year for a sports fan who looks beyond the NFL is the NBA playoffs and NHL playoffs are going on. On one side, you have the feast for NHL fans, a great four, a great foursome here, a great final four. I imagine Commissioner Batman is over the moon. He has the Pittsburgh Penguins, probably mm-hmm. the, you know, the, the high-flying Penguins, the biggest star in the game in Sidney Crosby, against the Boston Bruins, one of the original six Stanley Cup champs two years ago. On the other side, you have, you have the, the defense. Last, you have the last four Stanley Cup champions. Right, right. It's fascinating. Um, and then on the L.A. Kings, you have, uh, you have the defending champs there. And uh, obviously, big market going up against another one of the original six, the other high flying bunch, the best team of the regular season, the Chicago Blackhawks. Juicy stuff there. On the other hand, you may in the NBA, depending on how things break, you could get the worst possible finals. Indianapolis versus San Antonio. 11 people will watch this if you erase LeBron James from the equation here. No one's going to watch those finals. So that begs the question, and I start with you, Handsome Hank. What is. 
as we sit here in summertime, what would be the juiciest Super Bowl and or, if you want to spread it out to Final Four, the two title games that would be most compelling right now? And then spare yeah, I, me the stuff about the Giants because they're a big market. No, no, I get it. I mean, I, but I, what I, I'm going to make one assumption, which is that the Super Bowl next year, which it is, is going to be played in New York. So right. That, so I can make that assumption. Sure. So I think it's the, the AFC oh, Championship game is the game that we kind of all expected it probably would be last year and it didn't turn out. Brady versus Manning. Mm-hmm. I think that's a game that everyone wants to see one more time in, in, the, uh, in the conference. I guess at the tail game. end of their respective the careers, their that would be one last. It's probably the last time they'll meet in a, in a playoff game. And, and you know those are obviously two huge teams as well. And then the NFC, I like the idea, again, because the Super Bowl's in New York, and I'm not just saying it because it's a big market team. I think the Giants, which obviously potentially sets up the Manning Brothers Super Bowl, which after last year, the Harbaugh Brothers, imagine how the world would go if the Manning Brothers played in the Super Bowl. So you have the Giants. I'm going to say the, the, the 49ers back again um, in, the, in, in the NFC Championship. That's game. an interesting so one. And then So then Super Bowl, one way or another, I think you've got a great Super Bowl no matter really how those games play out. I want yeah. this. I, drop me a line or, or hashtag DDFP with your thoughts on this, listener. We, I, I want to I put this together, but I want to get as, uh, as rangy a, uh, a group of opinions as we can possibly get. Here's one for you. Let me just go old school for you. I like rivalries. I talk all the time about the need for rivalries in pro football and to play those up as much as possible. What if you could go Niners... Cowboys, because that was a good rivalry back in the day, mm-hmm. or Cowboys and and Redskins would be pretty cool mm-hmm. too on one side if the Cowboys would win, and then on the other side you have Pittsburgh play the defending champion Ravens for the AFC crown, and then you go Pittsburgh Dallas in the most classic of all Super Bowl matchups. Not well, bad. fair. Or Not is bad. it more interesting? Do people at large care? It's very important in cities like San Francisco and Pittsburgh and Dallas, who has the most Super Bowl rings. Do people in general care about that? A lot of conversation about six rings and all that kind of stuff nope. in Pittsburgh. Does does anybody care about that race for that? I because I, that that would be interesting if you go Dallas, San Francisco, playing the Steelers, and then you're it's that who becomes be, who becomes Lord of the Rings for think, all ooh, of time. That's a know? headline. Thank I you. think the people in Green Bay are bemused by the whole notion of that being a topic, considering they have the most world championships of any NFL franchise. Yeah, they should they should have won those Super Bowls then when there were a legitimate number of teams to play against. They only, they were in the NFL when you there know, weren't that many teams. That's a, well, that's true. That's not that's not made up on my part. They won a bunch in the '60s. Even if you went from the '60s, they have more titles than everybody. Well, but I'm not. I go in the Super Bowl era because no, you, I'm not because no, no, I'm no. not 104 you, years old. You, I, I, you I, act like I've, it sometimes. I've drawn that line in the so sand. Upset. You get so upset when people downstairs don't know who Rocky Blyer is. It's that these kids—that's an outrage. They don't know who Rocky Blyer is. What do you that mean? A, a 20-year-old kid who doesn't know who some obscure running back for the Steelers of the 70s is. You are so ignorant. No, of guys the who, difference. Is, that's absolutely untrue. I, the difference is is that I know who Paul Hornig and Jim. Taylor and all those guys are. I know who they are. I just don't think that that level of football rises no. to Paul, the Super Bowl level. Paul what do you mean Harding? I don't know who they are?
we're talking football, and that's upsetting black tie. So too much football talk on this episode. How dare you, ignorant me? I know, I know, you, I know all about them. I just don't you, think that that level of football is in the same is in the same universe with what we've watched over the last you know forty years or thereabouts. You are ignorant in that you are. Comparing, I disagree. Obviously, you, can I finish my statement, please, please? Please. In that you are comparing Paul Horning to Rocky Blyer. <laughs> completely. But One's the point is, I know who they are. No, and no, no. Who is who is the fullback of right. those? Let me just say this to you. Let me just go back and make this point. I have said in the if 1958 to, to okay. just provide my point of view and where it comes from. The the old school guys will tell you that the 1958 NFL championship was the greatest game in the history of pro football. Why? Because of the quality of the game. Yeah, it was a good game. But it made the NFL relevant prior to that. It had, nobody watched it. It was not a big-time sport. It was a fringy sport. After that game, then it became important. That's fine. If you want to bring up the 60s Packers, so be it. But they, everything that happened prior to that is – I mean, the, the stuff when people – when Browns fans point to their titles with Otto Graham, well, who cares? They're, they're neither here nor there at this point. Fair enough. That's a, then, the sport was a fringe sport. That's fine. The Green Bay is still – the leader in the clubhouse because they have more titles since 1958 on. So, they, they, what is their total then? They have about Six. eight. I don't think that's true. I think they won four in a row. You know, I think they won four NFL titles, including their two Super Bowls. Plus, they've won. Uh, they won. Okay. Well, I and know, then they won twice. I think you're giving them double credit for their first two Super Bowls because though the NFL titles they won in those first two Super Bowls were more significant than beating the the uh, no, allegedly no, 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 no. insignificant AFL teams. That Do they I have to guys? We have Alfred Morris on the line. All right, all right, we got him. All right, we got him now. All right, I don't think Alfred Morris cares about this. Let's uh, no. let's jump into it with him. Here he is, everybody. He uh, had the breakout rookie season there. Over 1,600 yards taking handoffs from another rookie phenom named uh, Robert Griffin III. It's running back supreme of the Washington Redskins, Alfred Morris. What's the poop, fella? <laughs> Nothing much. Uh, every day trying to get better, so just taking one day at a time. That sounds good. That's a, a try. A trying to get better. How? How is Alfred Morris trying to get better? Uh, I mean, if he can come off a good season as like he did last year, I mean, you, you know, you set the bar pretty high. You have to get better. So just, I think a lot of times the little things are overlooked. So I'm more focusing now on just the little things, fine tuning my game uh, with my track, with my. Uh, it's just being more patient in some of the run games. You know, I look at film last year and some of I was like, I just kind of shake my head like, man, you know, I could have got so many more yards on this play or that play. And it's just, it's the little things that, that hindered me from doing so. So I've just been working on that and just even more so working on my explosiveness. I did, because I did a lot of like band work, you know, uh, having different stuff strapped to me, just a lot of resistance work, you know, just to help help my game. And it's, it's, it's definitely helped me out there in OTAs and just, Running, I feel better running. I, I, I mean, I look better. You know, the coaches tell me. So, I mean, it's, it's all going good. <laughs> yeah, those coaches, yeah, they might be saying that to you, but they also, when the draft was going on, they were saying names of other running backs when uh, when the Washington Redskins were making selections. How say you on that one? It, uh, did you say to Coach Shanahan after the fact, hey, I didn't do enough for you in 2012. You have to go and draft <laughs> two more running backs? No, no, that's a, that's a good thing when you bring more guys in. Uh, like I think some people thought I was crazy. I was like, they're gonna draft more. They're gonna draft. I thought they're gonna draft at least one more, but I didn't know they're gonna draft two. But 
I mean, regardless, uh, competition only makes you better. So when they can bring more guys in, it just pushes that much harder. Like, and if I lose a job, hey, I, I lost it. But if I, it's only going to make all of us better. So I'm glad they brought more competition in the room. That's just going to help all of us out. Well, speaking of competition, in the backfield there, it's a, it's an interesting debate who the better runner is, and that's what's so scary to all the defenses last year, watching the Redskins' offense really in the second half of the season in particular, the way you and RG3 took off. How is RG3? We hear all sorts of noise about this, that, and the other, about how the knee's going. From what you can see, it's going to happen week one. It's going to be you and RG3 lining up back there? I think so. I, I honestly think so, but um, it's uh, that's not my call. I think it's going to be his call, to be honest with you, because I, I feel like he will be ready. But it's going to be one of those things that if he if he feel like he has any doubt that he's not going to be understanding, he might not do it. But I mean, I feel like it's going to be his call. But will he physically be ready? I think so. Uh, I think it's more so mentally. A lot of people don't realize that the game we play is about 90% mental. You know, the physical part is the easy part. The mental part is what really makes it challenging. I don't like that because I feel like that's an attack on me to say the physical part is easy <laughs> because I don't have the physical tools to make it in the NFL. And now I feel like you're rubbing my nose in it. I don't mind saying no, that no, to you. No, definitely not. Definitely not. I mean, just. Anything, all right. I mean, people work out. We all have different levels and stuff like that. But that's nothing against you. I understand, like, anybody can go out there and, you know, run into each other and do that stuff. But it's like, you know, the mechanics of the game is, you know, just knowing what you're doing, knowing your assignments. There's just so much that is thrown at you. Everyone's smart on this level. Everyone's fast. Everyone, there's, there's no advantage to others. So the physical part is easy, but you just have to outsmart your opponent. So that, that type of thing. It's a good thing. I'd much rather have brains and brawn any day. Well, I, I I should say for the record, I would have been, I assume, a pretty good NFL football player if my mom would have let me play football. But that that that's water under the bridge. Yeah, you got the mental game, Dave, so I think that you could have handled it. But you're talking about RG3. He's got a wedding coming up now. One of the fans have sent in, you know, a couple of gifts. First of all, have you been invited to the wedding? <laughs> uh, yes, I have been invited. <laughs> so what? Is, let me ask you now. I have friends who make more money than me, and it's always kind of a disconcerting type of situation where you have to purchase a wedding gift for them. And I, I, yeah, I do okay for myself, but I'm not, you know, making, you know, RG3 money. What do you get for that guy? What is on his his uh, wedding registry? I, I really don't know. I haven't seen his wedding, wedding registry, to be honest with you, but I, I wouldn't even look at it because, especially when I heard all the fans were, uh, you know, going on and and buying stuff and sending it to him, which I thought was hilarious. Also, kind of a good idea. <laughs> but uh, I, I mean, I do want to get him something, but I think it'll be something that's not even on that registry. Something uh, I don't know. I'm still like brainstorming on what I could get. You know, just trying to see the type of person is like. What what is he really like? You know, something I know he can use every day. Not like some slippers or a robe or something like that. I'm like he probably won't even use that, you know, something you, I know you get a use out of it, but that's something that's not on the wedding registry, so I'll probably take a look at that and see what the options and stuff I can cross off that I, I won't be getting now. Well, he likes comic books. I say you go in and find, he likes the Incredible Hulk. I say you find some <laughs> sort of collectible, and then you would really, you know what, you would probably rise a little bit in his eyes. <laughs> that's a good idea. I'm, I'm going to take that, uh, take a note of that. <laughs> I know you like comics, but I mean, I'm pretty sure he's probably got everything he would want from it. But, I mean, maybe if I can find something that's kind of rare for him uh, in the comic book collection, I'm pretty sure uh, he, he will love it. Well, if he gives you a plus one, maybe you should find the creator of uh, Marvel Comics, Stan Lee, and then the two of you could go together. 
<laughs> Maybe so. I keep that in mind. <laughs> now, what about? Uh, I, I was about to switch over because Green, the, the Incredible Hulk, made me think about the Eagles, and I want to talk about the NFC East at large and how what, what your thoughts are going into this season. But before we do that, let's talk about the Redskins. This is a, a, a dawn, really, of a new era for you guys. But people are buzzing about the name Redskins. What's Alfred Morris's thoughts on the team name Redskins? Is it offensive? Should they change it? How say you? Uh, I mean, one would say that it's offensive, but I mean that's each that's each his opinion, you know. To each his own. Uh, I know they've actually done like polls and studies, you know, uh, whether it was uh, I mean different ones around the country, but they also did some on only Native Americans, and I think over like ninety percent of them said it wasn't offensive to them. They, they didn't mind. Uh, we actually got a history lesson on the Redskins that the first coach ever was actually a Native American, so. I found that very cool. I was like, oh, wow, I didn't know that. You know, I, I didn't go that far back. So, I mean, it's it's such a story franchise. His name has been around for, you know, ever. So, I mean, I, who's to say that they, they ever changed his name, uh, even if they're taking a lot of heat from it. But, I mean, that's not my department. Uh, I mean, I'm just kind of staying tuned as just like anybody else. You know, I really don't know what's going on. That's not our department. So, it would be interesting to see all this stuff unfold. Well, what do you think about uh, with the with, with Redskins? At least the good move that you've made is, or the team has made, is going back to the gold pants. What do you like better? What's the best color combo with the Redskins? Sometimes you go with the burgundy jerseys, white pants. Sometimes gold pants. Sometimes you go white jerseys, gold pants. Sometimes white jerseys, burgundy pants. Of those options, which is the best, Alfred Morris? I like the burgundy jerseys and gold pants. To be honest, that's correct. That's, that's my favorite. Good for you. Uh, I don't know. I just wear something with them. Like yeah. So I mean, like, it's regardless what we got on. We still have to go out there and show up and play. Uh, I actually also like the the one the throwback jersey they they put on us at one time, which we probably won't wear again because we kind of stunk it up <laughs> against the Panthers. But I, I found you know the interest. Those oh yeah. As well. Those were nice. <laughs> come to think of it, yeah, those were nice looking jerseys. Yeah, good for you. All right, talk about real quick. I don't know what you're going to say, but let's try to get some insight from Alfred Morris. Let's get some heat going because you're just this is a sophomore season. I know Florida Atlantic wasn't a hotbed of uh, of you know college football rivalry, but you were close to it in the state of Florida. All those good SEC rivalries. That's what the NFL needs. Talk some stuff. On your rivals in the East, the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Giants. Which one of them do you like the least? Uh, of course, it's going to be Cowboys. I mean, uh. <laughs> like, even what I'm saying is, if we don't win any game, we have to, you know, beat the Cowboys. So that's always going to be the least favorite uh, is the Cowboys. But I just feel like we have a tough division um, all around, and anybody can win the division any any year, any given year. Anybody can win this division. It's such so such talent, and so many, you know, just great players, great coaches that like, it's, it's always a clash. And this year it came down to the wire, even last game of the season, uh, you know, for for the championship. And I found I thought that was pretty interesting that the last game just happened to be the game to take the crown. So and I'm just glad it's back, you know, with us and here in uh, uh, Virginia. So <laughs> Yeah, well, it's a def- about that. absolutely. The NFL is better when the Redskins and Cowboys are both good. And, in fact, the NFC East is compelling stuff pretty much every year, but uh, best when those rivalries are going. Now, we heard about Mike Vick racing Shady McCoy. Let's first of all talk about how does Alfred Morris do in a foot race against Shady McCoy? Who wins that one? Uh, I would give it to him. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> but... <laughs> But other than that, I mean, I wouldn't too much give him anything uh, if we were competing against anything. But speed, 
I mean, that's what he is. He's a speedster, man. He just flies around the field very quick and very elusive, you know. So sometimes when you watch me, watch the film, I'm like, man, like, this guy's good, you know. <laughs> like some of the stuff he's able to do. But foot race, he, he definitely got me. But, uh, I mean, when him and Michael Vick, they ran, I, I knew Michael Vick could get him. So, I mean, I've, I've been watching Michael Vick since he was at, at uh, the Falcons when he first came in. Like, he's just blazing fast. So, I mean, there's no surprise that he actually beat uh, McCoy. What if you go, though, what if you put all the QBs from the East on the line? You go Vic, RG3, Romo, Eli. One, two, three, four. How do they finish? I think we know who finishes fourth. That's not a hard question there. <laughs> oh, Eli's definitely fourth. Yes. And I, you know, do Romo then Vic. Oh, well, that would be a great race between Vic and Robert. Man, that would be interesting. But I would give Robert a cake, but not by much. It would by hair. <laughs> and do you think Kaepernick would beat uh, – who, who would win if we did all the QBs now? Let's open oh, up all man, 32. Nah. I think Matt Schaub comes in last. I think we can all agree on that. No, Brandon <laughs> Whedon comes in last. He's got to be. There's no way. No, wait, wait, wait. Peyton Manning comes yes, last. How could awesome. anyone? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Boy, there'd be a lot of guys bringing up the rear there, <laughs> trying to oh, trying to goodness. trying to not finish last and be humiliated. Um, but uh, what if you throw Kaepernick in there? Who 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 do you think's the fastest uh, QB there? I, I, I still think uh, it'd be out of Robert and Vic. I mean, nothing against Kaepernick. I mean, he's fast, pretty fast guy himself. But I just think uh, just he's not in Roberts and uh, Michael Vick league. To be honest with you, I think they're all fast. We get that. But who wins the arm wrestling contest? <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, I probably would give it to Kaepernick. <laughs> he's like he he loves his upper body. He you know gets the buys and tries. He's the beach body going. He's like one of those pretty boys. <laughs> Um, Alfred Morris, what do you think about, because to me, when I look at you, the number 46 maybe gets in my head, but your body type, the way you run and everything, who in NFL history do you, have you seen, you know, the, the old NFL films footage of and say, yeah, that looks like me. Because uh, you're Anybody old school to me. Because that's what I'm – the point, you know, everybody's CJ2K and all that kind of stuff now. You know, the fast scat back. I'm talking, you're old school. You got oh, – you yeah, got definitely. some what, – <laughs> let me throw some names at you. Franco, Franco Harris, how say you? Eh, not Franco. If I had to pick one, it's probably Walter. Walter Payton, sweetness. Man, you can't, you can't beat that. Uh, just the way he ran, he ran as if every play was his last, and he gave it his all each and every play, and that's pretty much what I go out to do. I play with hard. I leave it all on the field. Cause any play could be my last play. I never know. So I don't have any regrets. So I go out there and I leave it all out there each and every game, each and every snap. You know, that I'm, I'm, I'm able to be in there. So I would, I would definitely, you know, tell him to, to Walter Payton. He definitely shy away from contact. Man, you know, he had the speed of running away from guys, but, Man, he would take it to him. Like, it's one thing I call, I call it demanding my respect the type of way I run. I mean, I'm not the type of guy, I'm not a flesh magnet, but I will lower my shoulder on guys. And in a sense, I demand my respect. And then it makes it that much easier to just, you know, avoid them or elude them and get around them because now they're thinking twice, like, oh, is he going to me? Is he going to me? Oh, I'm, I'm around now. So it just, it's, it's, I've been doing this for a while now and I just like it this way. So, and it definitely helps, you know, uh, not beat up my body as much, surprisingly, by delivering the blow. I, I don't let people hit me majority of the time. Now, every now and then I do take hits, but, I mean, nothing too big. Uh, but I, I normally deliver the blow, and, you know, uh, so it really takes a lot of stress off of my body, and I feel, you know, it helps me with my durability as well, you know, just taking, not taking shots, but giving shots. 
All right, one last question for you. But by the way, so wait, if I got you right, this rookie just compared himself to Walter Payton rank. Someone likes himself an awful lot. No, I kid you. I kid you, Alfred Morris. You have to believe in yourself. Now, listen, last thing for you. This top 100 list, there were three rookie runners on there. What do you make of Doug Martin being that much higher above you? Look, you ran for 1,600 yards on a playoff team. Doug Martin had a good game or two. How say you? <laughs> I mean, that, that was player voted. I mean, that was that was their opinion. They felt, you know, as if he, I pretty much he, in a sense, to me, he's more of a, a wild guy. I mean, he, that, like the one game against Oakland, I was like, I was like, wow, like man, he really went off on them. But I mean, that's a, like making big play. That stuff is more memorable. But I'm the type of person I don't. I might nickel dime every now and then. I might get out. But most time, I'm a nickel hmm. dime. I've, I fight hard. I earn my yards. You know that's uh, that's what's different with two different players. So a lot of people they remember those big long runs. You know those, those big home runs. And I, to be honest, I didn't have many of those this year. You know uh, next year, you know I'm gonna work on that and maybe I do get some some home runs. But like stuff like that is more memorable than somebody who's nickel and dime and nickel and dime and nickel and dime. Oh, we got a big run, nickel dime, nickel dime. So when you you have that type of it, it makes it more memorable. So. That's that's who our peers voted as high. Hey, so be it. But I mean, it's still just an honor to be on that list. You know, there's so many great players. I know, doing like the you know the cliche answer, but it's just the truth. I'm just honored. Even if I was a hundred, I still would have been you know happy with that. I'm like, oh man, you know, like my my my, my peer, you know, the the guys that I'm with in, in the NFL, they decided to put me on the list of the top hundred. There's a lot of players in the NFL, but I was on the top hundred. So you know that. Uh, that's an honor in itself, so, I mean, that's, that's a win for me. Yeah, yeah, you do say the right things, and you will ascend higher, <laughs> I expect, in the, in your sophomore season coming up here. I just want to say apologies on behalf of the entire NFL network, everyone here in the Nerve City in Culver City, uh, in the Nerve Center in Culver City, because... I feel as though when you were on the Top 100 Recap Show with Chris Johnson, he got way more questions than you got. And like I say, I apologize for that. <laughs> oh, no, no problem. <laughs> I just He's feel like... entertaining than I was, I guess. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I just feel I like a pair. Everybody must, have, uh, must not have realized that they were talking to the next Walter Payton. So... <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I got a long way to go. I'm just seeing his running style. That's what I was comparing. But man, he's, he's great. By far, my favorite running back. You know, out of all, he's great. A lot of great backs, but he's definitely running more. I, I go ahead. See, but he runs over too many guys. That's why they don't vote him so high. Ah, he's hurting himself yeah. by that. If yeah. you if you run out of bounds a little bit more, they'll vote for you. Yeah, he's a good guy. No, no, he didn't. That's, that's not my style. Man. That's not my style. <laughs> good point, Rank. Good point. All right, listen, Alfred Morris. You are one of the good guys in the league. In just one year, you've made that very clear. Come on out to Studio 66 this summer before things start getting all hot and heavy there out in uh, D.C., won't you? Oh, I try my best, too. I know we've right. been trying to coordinate it. Uh, like he's, the stuff keeps coming coming up. So uh, one of these days I'm going to get out there sooner or later. So uh, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. All right, 46. Uh, we look forward to that in the meantime. Thanks so much for the time, fella. All right, not a problem. Thank you. I'm telling you, I like this fella. Black tie. Make sure he gets out here. I don't know what you have to do, what, what strings you have to pull, but make sure he gets out to Studio 66. He He's says, a cool guy. He, sound, he keeps guy. saying, he says, things keep coming up. Well, listen, you make sure that nothing gets in his way of uh, getting on an airplane and heading out here to the West Coast, all right? All right. All right, number 46. What do you think there, Black Tie? Who wins that foot race? NFL QBs. Uh, like... Alfred Morris said RG3 and Vic in a league of their own, and I would have to agree. Those guys are legitimately fast, like 
forget football. They're just speedy guys. Like the other fast guys, the Caps, Kaepernick's, Cam Newtons, Russell Wilson's. Those guys are fast, but they're not. Don't have that lightning quick speed. I, I don't gotta, know about that. Kaepernick has Kaepernick that. Kaepernick is good, but he's got longer but, strides. But he's six five, six well, six, exactly. and right, he's longer he glides, strides. which might be deceptive. He might look like he's not moving as they fast cannot, as he is. RG 3s run against the Vikings last year, the game winning one in the fourth quarter, blazing speed. Michael Vick. There are there things with well. Kaepernick though. The thing with Kaepernick that it reminds me a little bit of Vince Young in um, when you were watching him for the first times playing in those Rose Bowls way back when. When he would again that gliding sort of style is deceptive, and all of a sudden he's past every defender on the field. You're like, oh, he's guys, he's, he's getting a touchdown now. He's run past every possible tackler out there. That would be great. But the better thing would be the the last ten. The last ten QBs. I think now at this <laughs> at this point in his career, Roethlisberger would be in that race. He'd be bringing up. Uh, he'd be in that final ten. But after Peyton Manning, told every, Brandon Whedon. But before they had that race, he'd be like, you know, I'm hurt. Everybody, I've got a bad ankle. <laughs> really, really quick though. Even though he's not as fast, I'll take. I think Cam Newton is the best running quarterback in the league, just because he has that size too. That I'm not scared uh-huh. if he's going to get hurt. I don't think well, he's going to get. You hurt. know, we started out with the top 100 list, and I'm, and we're talking about Cam Newton and where he belongs here uh, among the, all the QBs. Forget his ranking among the the rest of the the players, but when it comes to QBs, I'm a little surprised to see him ahead of you know Roethlisberger. I think you could you, Russell you, Wilson. Ahead of Russell Wilson is a, is a really interesting one. All that said, I expect of all these newfangled type of QBs, I think Cam Newton ends up being the best of them. I think he's going to be better than RG3 is. Um, Kaepernick, well, so Ka- this is a big year for Kaepernick to see if he can replicate what he did. Because, again, so as the a sample size. Would you want Cam Newton over Ben Roethlisberger? No, I would not. For one can year. Can you stop bringing no. up Big Ben? Come for on. For five years. Sheesh. For the next five years. I, why? He's so upset why? about NFL So much talk. Big Ben. Let's go. We're, we're talking about the, the do you younger not quarterbacks. Think, do you Let's, not think that Dave's loyal fan base likes I understand. to talk about I know Big I'd rather ben. have Ben Roethlisberger it. than Dieter Brock. All right, there we go. I, I got it in. By the, the, by the way, see, that's that's a perfect. That's an. That's a. See, <laughs> that that's is a not, better example. That, that was a terrible is, setup. Yes, you, you didn't write it out and have it on your hand. By the that way, that one counts. That Dieter Brock drop. By the way, apparently my last one did not count. Really? So I, uh, Karen... I propose Karen did not count it. I propose Good. that we have a... Karen on Twitter who follows us and tracks the Dieter Brock drop count for all of us. She, uh, she rejected. She rejected it, and I said, you know what? There needs to be. a committee that decides no <laughs> one man cannot have so much power <laughs> one woman and she can no, and like she it. does cannot have so much power she does right. wait you look at the guy sitting behind the glass talking about having too much power back to exactly. this no back yeah, to exactly the, real quick down. i'm sure now by by now we've both been inundated on twitter of the count of who has the most titles since 1958 steelers seven packers seven so there ah. you go. So they're knotted up. Wait a second. The Steelers don't have seven. Steelers oh, have, have seven. six. Excuse me. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Excuse me. So the Packers would leave. But I'm, listen, again. Wait, what's steroid? Yeah, that's right. Sorry. Yeah. The Steelers need to get send, to seven. Send me another tweet saying, no, no, no. It's it's six, not seven. Okay. I'm messing this up. Um. All right. But I, what the tweets I do want, because uh, next week then we'll, we'll put together the proper, because I'm sure I'm forgetting some. Black tie, you have any you want to throw out here? Any questions? No. Any any ideas the... for the Super Bowl matchups or oh, Final Four matchups? matchups? I got to have, 
it's not a great team, but just going back to the young quarterbacks, I got to have one of those guys in there. And the one guy I'm going with, because I believe he's now is like the most popular player in the league. He's like the Sidney Crosby. It could be the LeBron James of the NFL. That's RG3. Like all this talk about him, his popularity, mm-hmm. he has a lot of lovers, Not doesn't have a whole lot of haters. It's It's very rare to be big and not have a whole lot of haters. Yeah, he seems like a cool guy, that's yeah. for sure. So I gotta, I gotta think that if the NFL has him in a conference, you know, conference championship game, that's huge. Well, listen, you could just about have, you could go either, if, if you had a divisional round game, if you really map out the entire thing, you go Seattle and San Francisco, one of those teams goes on to play RG3. I like that for the title game. Yeah, that'd be, what if you had, well, yeah, Seattle, San Francisco, yeah, it'd be wonderful. But to Black Dye's point, if you get RG3 and you could get on the other side, Andrew Luck, that would be a pretty nifty thing. You know, you talk about Brady and Manning playing each other. How cool would it be to see um, the, the, the one and two QBs from that draft class go head to head for that matter? I would also throw out, again, I'm sorry to say it, Black Tie, because apparently you resent hearing his name mentioned, but Roethlisberger versus Eli to once and for all decide who the best QB of that draft class is. That's would be not fun. bad. I, wouldn't like, I, I, I don't want the Giants or the Jets, and I don't think we'll have to worry about the Jets being in the Super Bowl in right. the home stadium. I'd like to avoid that. But what about um, – I, I like the, the idea of the Steelers because the Steelers, uh, it means ratings and everything. How about them against the Browns? As an AFC title game, because people would be mm-hmm. pulling for the Browns as an underdog story. Well, those rivalry games, yeah, that would be awesome. For Browns-Ravens, you know, if you want to go back to the team that bolted from Cleveland and Cleveland having the chance to beat them to get to their first Super Bowl, I think that would be pretty cool. What Cal- about Peyton Eli? People, I mean, obviously that's a – the better Super Bowl venue, though, would have been last year in – in New Orleans, in the in the Hometown. city that Archie rules, right? It, w- that would have been the ideal Super Bowl. Um, but what about if you got? Um, hmm. Tell you what, though, the NFL is the one league that has so many options for this. Like a lot of leagues, they only have like four or five, six teams. Maybe it's almost harder to pick teams that would not work for the NFL, like would not be intriguing, than it is to to pick the four teams that will be intriguing. Yeah, like Jacksonville, Arizona like, is about the worst one you can concoct. No, yeah. that would be good. It would? I think people no. would like that. They would? Why who would, would be excited about Jacksonville not, in the Super Bowl? Who would Bowl? not be excited about the Super Bowl? It doesn't well, I mean, matter who plays. Right, but we're trying to, right, to Black Dice no, point, we're trying to figure out the ugliest. Jacksonville for sure is, no, not, is a no-go. Leave, leave Jacksonville alone. They've got good fans. Stop it. No. Well, how, about if ja- how about if Jacksonville played Carolina, the two teams that no. came into the league in 94, was it, or 95? That would be an ugly uniform match. I'm thinking of uniform matchups. Yeah, but, it would be hideous. But they have uh, Cam Newton being in the Super Bowl. That would be pretty fun. I yeah. think if the worst Super Bowl would be the St. Louis Football Club against the Raiders. <laughs> it's bad. To, the Raiders in the Super Bowl is bad. And then St. Louis has the worst fan base of anybody. If so you throw in the Bills over the what? Raiders. No, no, no. no. Shame on, on you. you, nah, you I've said this many times before. If you have no rooting interest, the Bills should be on your short list of teams to start Speaking rooting which, for. Yeah, how is the, the thing, uh, fan Well, no, here's what I'm going to do. And, uh, Rank, if you haven't listened before, is in the market. He has announced himself to be a unrestricted fan-free agent. He, between now and kickoff, is going to decide to embrace one NFL team. Calais Campbell of the Cardinals is courting him. Rams fans would like him to come back to the fold. I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> Chargers want him. He has some ties to the Cardinals. We'll see. What's the latest rank? 
We are uh, holding strong. You and I have been uh, working a lot on the uh, NFL fantasy uh, draft kit. Mm-hmm. So that's taken a lot of our time. We haven't been able to really dive uh, dive into this situation. What I want to do, I know uh, Tumblr's big with the kids. Mm-hmm. I'm going to set up, and I know somebody had, somebody had already set up a Tumblr page trying to get me over to the Browns. Oh, I thought you were going to solicit money. I thought you were doing no, one of those no. things that movie guys are doing. No. Kickstarter. Zach Braff. Send me money. Whatever fan, whatever team gives the most money gets my services. That's what I'm going to do. should do that. Zach Braff and I will be very popular for that. But the Tumblr is something I think that everybody can contribute to and upload photos and do things like that. So mm, interesting. Well, I'm going to try to get that started, and then hopefully we can really – I wish when Handsome Hank was here, we could have uh, talked about kicking it off even more. But more right, we're just right at now. the dawn of summertime. There's yeah. plenty of time, but not that much time. That's the point. You only have really, I say, maybe hold off on making the big announcement until September. Oh, yeah. But you're going to have to know come, come training camp, when they go off to camp. You know, I don't want you making any willy-nilly decisions that are based on who got hurt in training camp. That. Sure. Maybe no. we'll, we'll maybe we'll seal it up. I like that. We'll seal it up at the Hall of Fame game. But maybe you should be going to maybe training camp should be spent with you visiting these possible teams, you know, yeah, that makes sort sense of recruiting too. trips. All right, anyway, we have a lot to figure out. Hey, at, I mean, uh, hashtag #DDFP. Let me know your ultimate final four for 2013 and spare me. Listen, you're not a television executive. So telling me about how the Giants versus the Cowboys and, and on one side and the, well, the biggest markets and that'll be who I'm not worried about that. I'm talking about as a fan when you sit down on Super Sunday or on title game Sunday to watch those games, which ones would be the most fascinating matchups for you? Drop me a line again. Hashtag DDFP on that. And, uh, and we'll figure this thing out by next week. All right. Black tie behind the glass. Good job getting that Alfred Morris, 46. And uh, Alfred Morris, terrific fella. His delusions of grandeur or uh, sweetness aside, a, uh, a dynamite fella that I hope we get in 66. We've had some calls. We've had some uh, some people asking for, when are we going to take fan calls? Yes. When are we? Let's do a fan show next week, a fan call show. We let's should. Do it. We should. Neil Dutton, fan, fan producer Neil Dutton brought that up. And I, I heard told from him why. Uh, I heard from uh, Buenos Aires on Twitter yesterday. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so awesome. I'm looking forward to that. Let's also uh, cross our fingers collectively for a Pittsburgh Penguins-Chicago Blackhawks final. Here's the thing. I know Rank is a Kings fan. Before we actually start this thing, the, these uh, these final fours here, in the, the final four in hockey, Rank, understand this. Am I, I, I'm not rooting against the Kings because I don't mm. think it's a real hockey town, which obviously it is not. I mean, it's, I mean it has a fan base, How but it's not like the, the streets aren't buzzing. When you walk certain streets, and it's not hockey. It's about any sport. If you if the King, if the Lakers are right now playing in the NBA, if they're in the finals, you wa- would walk the streets and people would be like, oh, what do you think? Uh, you think Kobe's going to do it? Oh, you think he's going to get number six? That just isn't the same. You know what? That's true because uh, the big – the big building in Los Angeles, it's called the Library Tower Building, and during the Lakers' finals run, they put up the purple and gold lights around, around right. the top, you know, and you'll see that in, in, in pictures and stuff. They didn't do that for the—I don't remember them Cause doing it's a, it. Because it's too small a percentage. People, I'm not saying there aren't hockey fans in L.A. Yes. I'm just saying that it's a very small percentage we of people. Rule Nobody in, really cares. We rule in hockey and soccer. Um, but so for that reason, I would say Blackhawks and original six versus the Penguins. Probably, I don't, I would, I don't know if I'd say most popular, but they're most 
uh, well-known player is Sidney Crosby, so I think that would be good. But here's why I want it. Either way, as long as the Penguins beat the Bruins, I think the NHL will be happy. The Bruins are, are not a bad consolation prize if they wind up in the finals. But, of course, you want your biggest star on the biggest stage. And to me... The Kings play a snoozy brand of hockey. Every game is two to one. It's so, it's so all, everything is about grinding it out. What the NHL needs, I've said many times, the 1995 New Jersey Devils Stanley Cup title is the most detrimental to its sport in our lives. That really set the sport back because in a copycat sport, all sports in the in this day and age are copycats. And the Devils did it through that cut, clutch and grab nonsense. They ended high flying days of Gretzky and Lemieux and the Rangers and all those teams, and ushered in this boring brand of hockey. The Kings play too close a brand of that, and they have skilled players too, which is the the real shame. The Hawks, conversely, they opened it up more. If you got the Penguins and the Hawks, don't you think that with playing the the Penguins, and obviously they didn't get a chance to play this season. That that would force the Kings as great as quick. Is. No, that style wins out when you when you try to grind a, a an offensive team like Pittsburgh. That you, your style is going to win. Then it's a matter of if the skill can win out and and uh, you know pot three goals over the course of sixty minutes hmm. to overcome that. But I I think if, it would be compel- I think that matchup would be compelling. it would be yeah. Of course, listen, if it's the defending champs against the, the Penguins, it's going to be juicy stuff. But the Hawks and Penguins would be extra good because you'd get some six four games and mm-hmm. and the it, that would. Resonate. I don't know what ratings would be better, the second biggest market in the country versus Chicago, whatever, third biggest market. But it would resonate for the next decade at least if you had these t- the two best teams, Hawks and Penguins, by record, playing one another and the style that they play. Like I say, again, 6-4 type games, shootouts and so on. This would influence other teams to adopt that style to try and keep pace. So that's, if you're a hockey fan, what Damashek says you should root for. I just hope the Penguins survive so I don't have to hear Sporty Simmons and try to try to tell me about why the Bruins are bad. As bad as Milan Lucic is great! Is bad. I love him. Don't you remember his column, like from a number of years ago? He wrote, and he, he started off with an anecdote about how his one of his friends missed hockey, and then he, oh, him and all of his buddies laughed and said nobody will ever miss the NHL ever. And now all of a sudden, he's a huge fan. It I is, do. I do. It feel- is funny, but I will say, it, it, in his defense, I agree because I've gotten a ton of tweets um, since uh, since he came at me on Twitter. Uh, Simmons did last week with something about just so you remember, this is how the Penguins won their cups in the '90s, and it was all Samuelson, the defenseman of the Penguins, going knee on knee with Cam Neely. <laughs> essentially ending Cam Neely's career, and this is how the the contention, this is the lament of Bruins fans everywhere. Of course, that's hokey. The thing with Simmons is he does actually know an era of hockey. He really does know those Bruins, and he really does know his old Adams division foes and all that stuff pretty well. So I have to Fair defend enough. him on that count. But, yes, he hasn't. He didn't follow it for a 15-year period, of course. I would As bad as it would be for you to be gloating about a cup, for the Penguins, I, I think it'd be worse to have Boston on top. I of don't it. gloat and let uh, hear really? me now. Believe me later. If it's Penguins Kings and the Penguins beat the Kings, I would n- I wouldn't walk in here and be like ha ha in your face. I would never do that. You I don't would just I, do it on Twitter. 
I don't do that. I never do. When my team plays a friend's team, I never get in there. In fact, I don't. People, oh, we should get together and watch. Our two teams are playing one another. Let's get together. No. I hate that. No good comes of that. No. There's why? No, why would I want to sit next to you and mute my enthusiasm because I don't want to hurt your feelings or your, be a jerk? Your no, pal thanks. Fabiano does that all the time. That's when the Yankees what? come. When the Yankees come to town, he's always like, hey, let's let's go. to. Why would I want to go? First of all, I don't want to be fun. seen with the Yankees fan. Yeah. And I'll be a pariah to my peers, my, yeah. my the people who I respect, name. <laughs> the team that I root fans of the team I root for. All right, enough about that. Has this so, still been recorded, or did Black Tie turn this off about 20 minutes? He wants to do here, but call it a day. Thank you, Black Tie <laughs> and Don Draper. All right, let's get out of here then, Black Tie. Let's line up a good show for next week, a couple of good shows. We'll be back with more Huey and Applesauce later on. But in the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.